0: your spirit into our hearts and our lives this morning jesus jesus praise god praise god praise god amen amen i haven't come just to fill time i've come to pursue the lord and to go after god amen thank you to our musicians and our singers amen john chapter 2 is where i'm reading from this morning Great to have you, this, every one of you here this morning. Good to have the Hadlock family with us this morning, our friends. John chapter 2, verse number 6, down through verse number 11. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three perkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now, bear unto the governor of of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk then that which is worse, But thou hast kept the good wine until now. And then verse 11, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. What a great passage of scripture. Amen. And from this portion of the Bible, I want to preach for a few minutes this morning about a miracle in the making. Amen. Anybody here still believe in miracles? Amen. Amen. God still does miracles. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. God has not changed. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is still doing miracles. Amen. Can I get an amen there? He is still doing miracles. Amen. Tell two people close to you Jesus is the answer. If there's two people close to you, we're kind of spread out because of vacations here, but uh, Jesus is the answer. So if you came this morning and you have a need, you know somebody that has a need. The Lord is the answer. Amen. And He is a miracle worker. We've already been singing about that this morning. But the definition, according to Merriam-Webster, the definition of a miracle is an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. Extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention. It's when God steps into human affairs, when God does what we can't do. Amen. We do what we can do, but then God does what He can do. Amen. How many of you know we need to do what we can do? Amen. We need to do what the Lord tells us to do so that the Lord can step in and do what only He can do. Amen. If you study it out and you look at the word miracle, there's several Greek words, and I'm not going to go through them all this morning, but they there's six different Greek words that I found that are all translated miracle. And they mean a, a variety of things from wondrous or wonders and miracle signs and wonderful things and remarkable things. And they're all similar words and nuances of the same meaning or the same word. They all carry the same idea. It's when God steps in to where we're at and he does something supernatural. Amen. And this passage of scripture from which we read in John chapter 2, it talks about the beginning of miracles. This was the beginning of the miracles that Jesus did. Now you stay with me for just a few minutes, don't nod off yet, because this was the beginning of the miracles of the time when Jesus was here. If you go back in your Bible, there are periods of miracles that take place. One period was when Moses was was on the earth, and Moses was to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. And the Lord began to do miracles through Moses. It validated who Moses was. It validated his work that he was called to do. But that was a period of miracles that took place at the hands of Moses that the Lord did through him. There was another period of miracles when Elijah and Elisha, those prophets, were on the earth. When they were preaching. Whenever fire fell down from heaven. Whenever... The axe head floated in the water. You may remember that story. But miracles at the hands of those prophets that validated those, the ministry of the prophets in the Old Testament. And, and this beginning of miracles in John chapter 2. This was another period of time that we can see in the scripture. When, when the hand of the Lord begins to work on behalf of people and people are healed and people are raised from the dead and and lives are changed and people are cleansed from leprosy and miracle after miracle this is a period of miracles that we see in the scripture but i want you to know this morning that we're living right now in another period of miracles and that's the period of the church it's the time of the church God is doing great things in the church right now. Praise the Lord. God is still doing miracles. God's power has not changed. It has not changed. It has not waned. His ability has not been adjusted by the times of our world. But God can still do what He has always done. Amen. We are involved in that. His power is still holding at the same levels. He's not wearing out. God's not a respecter of persons. If He'll do it for somebody else, He'll do it for you. Amen. You need to believe that this morning. If God would do a miracle for somebody else, He'll do a miracle for you. Amen. He has that ability. He has that power. Recently, we've had some notable miracles. Miracles that I've heard testimonies about. Miracles that I've read about that have taken place in this church and even in America. Miracles are not just for faraway places. And miracles aren't just for for people that we don't know. But miracles are for people we know and miracles are for right here. It happens today. Just the other day, Sister Wallace told me, we were, I was out working in the yard, and she walked over to where I was at, and Sister Wallace told me, she goes, she said, I want to I claim a miracle. She said, I know you're busy, I just want to tell you this. And she, she started telling me, she said, I have not had any muscle strength, have not been able to use one side of my one leg, I think it was her right leg, for, for several years now. Just the muscle has all just shriveled and... and Atrophied or whatever it has. She didn't have any strength and and she said, you know She would go to therapy and they would try to get her to raise her leg sideways like that And she was never able to do it, but she said just the other morning she woke up about 3 or 3 30 in the morning and And then she got in a place to where she started lifting her leg and she she said the strength was back and she said I I'm claiming a miracle She said, the Lord healed me, the Lord touched me, right there in in New Life. That's part of New Life United Pentecostal Church. God is a miracle worker. I told the church a week or two ago, on Wednesday, I was in my office, I was working, preparing to get ready for for the service that night, and I was trying to pray, and I had this this irritation, this this discomfort in my chest, and, and I just, I knelt down at the chair, and I was trying to pray. And, and after a few moments, I just prayed. I said, Lord, would you take this pain away? Would you take this away? And instantaneously, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not telling you a fable. It happened in an instant, in a moment. The pain went away. The discomfort went away. And the Lord took it away. Praise the Lord. That is a miracle. I read on Pentecost Sunday in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You might have read this report. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They had a big rally at an event center, and over a thousand people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in America. (laughs) That wasn't Ethiopia, that wasn't something, that was in America. I'm telling you, God is still doing great things, and we are living in a period where miracles are still happening, and they are still taking place. Jesus looked at his followers, and he said this, he said, the works that I do, you shall do them. But then he added to it, he said, but greater works than these shall you do. Hey, we need a move of the Lord. Because miracles happen when He moves. Miracles happen when He moves. Amen. You need your faith built this morning. You need to believe God this morning. You don't need to push back against what the Lord is trying to tell you right now. But He is still able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or even think. If you can think it, God can do bigger. If you can imagine it, God can do beyond it. Because he can do exceeding and abundantly above it all. And so in this story here in John chapter 2, this beginning of miracles, it talks about in verse number 6 that there were six water pots of stone. And each of these water pots, it says that they were two or three firkins piece. Now, I don't know what kind of Bible you have, but in my Bible, there's this little note right in the center column reference, and it says that a firkin is about nine gallons. So I did the math. Two firkins would be about 18 gallons. Three firkins would be about 27 gallons. So it would be safe to say that each of these six water pots held somewhere between 20 and 30 gallons each. And I thought, Something big's about to happen here. The Lord's not just going to do a little work here, but he's fixing to do a big work. And he says, he tells those people, fill them up, because he's got six of them. That's a lot of water. Hunter, help me out with the math now. Uh, uh, <laughs> how many gallons of water? Six? How many? Good. At least 141 gallons. Anybody want to challenge that? (laughs) Six of them times 30, that's almost 180. So somewhere between 140 and 180 gallons. Math is not the place, the pulpit is not the place to do math, by the way. (laughs) But it's a lot of water. God's fixing to do something great. God's something to do something to do something big in this place. Praise the Lord. And I believe the Lord still does great things. I believe that. These water pots here, it it makes the comment in that verse, it says that they were for the purifying of the Jews, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews. So they had these water pots around. And it was customary when they traveled, when they would go to the synagogue or the temple or they would go to certain places, this was a wedding feast, they had these water pots that were there and they would wash Their hands, they would wash their feet because of the the dust that's on the road. It was was part of their ceremony. They had to be cleansed. But the Lord was fixing to take these water pots that were designated and used for the cleansing, the purifying of the Jews, and get this. The Lord is fixing to do a miracle and change the purpose of those water pots and turn water to wine so that they could have something to drink. The Lord is fixing to take the vessel that had, had been deemed for one use he was going to do a miracle and use it for another purpose amen the lord takes people whose lives are on one track they're used to living one way they're used they came out of a certain background the lord does a miracle in their life and he fills them up with a new wine and he uses them for a different purpose praise the lord You're a vessel today. You're a vessel for the Lord. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need to be filled with His Spirit today. Amen. I want to be open to whatever the Lord has for me. I want to be open to what the Lord wants for me. Amen. It might not be what I'm used to. It might not be what I grew up being. But I want to be open to whatever the Lord wants me to be. Praise the Lord. Because when God does a miracle, sometimes He changes the whole course of our life. Sometimes people start out on a track in their life and they think they're going the right direction and then all of a sudden something happens in their life, a miracle happens, God speaks to them and He completely changes the direction of their life. Amen. That's what the Lord can do for us. And so He tells them here in verse number 7. Jesus tells them, fill the vessels. Fill the water pots with water. It doesn't say how many servants were there. It doesn't say how many people it took to fill these water pots. Remember, there's six of them, 20 to 30 gallons each. And he tells them, fill them up. His mother, Jesus, or Jesus' mother, Mary, had told him, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And so he said, fill the water pots with water. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. Amen. Can I tell somebody today? Whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. The problem with most of us is that we don't have a problem hearing the Lord. We have a problem doing what the Lord tells us to do. Is that not right? How many times have we, you and I, we've sat in services just like this morning? We sat through times and we knew the Spirit of the Lord was bumping up against our heart. The Lord was pricking our heart and He's speaking to us. He's telling us, he see, He's, He's reading our mail. He knows right where we're at. And the Lord's saying, you need to change, you need to repent, you need to pray, you need to love, you need to give. And it, the problem is not us hearing the Lord, but it's us doing it. And so I just want to encourage you this morning, whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. Because we're in the middle of the making of a miracle. And what the Lord tells his, those servants, they need to follow through so that the miracle happens. Miracles. Remember this. Write it down or whatever. Remember this. Miracles come through faith and obedience to his word. You need a miracle? You know somebody that needs a miracle? The miracle is going to come through faith and obedience to his word. James said this Is any among you sick or is any among you afflicted let him pray Is any merry let him sing psalms Is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if he've committed sins they shall be forgiven him Miracles come through faith and obedience, but you hear me this morning, nothing stops the flow of the supernatural like disobedience. Amen. You want to stop God working in your life? Disobey Him. You want to stop God, you want to stop Him from showing you the way and, and stopping the blessings in your life? All you, have to do, all you have to do is resist what God is telling you to do and say, God, I'm not going to do that, or I'm not going to follow through. I hear you, Lord, but it's not what I want to do in my life. Lord, I know I'm supposed to do this, but I, I don't want to do that. That will, that will squelch, that will quench the supernatural in your life. But if you want to open up the floodgates of God working in your life, you put your faith in, your, in Him, and you get your hands in the air, and you open your voice, and you start following Him and doing everything you can that He's telling you to do, and whatever Jesus says, do it. James said this, To him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And so these servants at the wedding feast, they filled them up. They, in fact, it says they filled them up to the brim. They didn't just do it halfway. They filled them up to the brim. So whatever God tells you to do, do it to the max. Don't just serve God a little bit. Don't just serve God some of the time. Don't just show up sometimes. Do your best. Fill it to the brim. Praise the Lord. Miracles hinge on faith and obedience. If God's telling you to pray, don't just pray a little bit. I don't know who this is for this morning, but if God is telling you to pray, don't just say a little quiet two-minute prayer, but pray fervently and pray faithfully. If God's telling you to give, give cheerfully without a grudge. If God's telling you to love, love completely and unconditionally because miracles are going to flow when you follow the leading of the Spirit of the Lord, when you hear His voice. Follow His Word. A few years ago at camp meeting, Brother Borders, our pastor in Norman, told the story of his wife and her healing. And Brother Borders He said, in in, in fact, I talked to him yesterday so I'd get the story right. But he said in August of 2006, Sister Borders was diagnosed with cancer. And, or excuse me, it was earlier in August. But in August of 2006, she went through surgery and was taking treatments and going through um, everything that was associated with that cancer. In September or October of that same year, they went to General Conference and they were sitting in a mission service and general conference and Brother Borders said he felt the Lord prompt him to give $1,000 in that offering. The problem was is that Brother Borders knew that with his wife going through the cancer treatments and everything that was associated with that, he was going to have to come up, he said, with about seven or $8,000 for all the treatments and the medications that was involved in that. And then the first of the year, he was going to have to meet his deductible again. And he said there was going to be several thousand, several more thousand dollars that he was going to have to come up with. He said in all, it was going to be about $15,000 just within the next few months that he was going to have to come up with to pay the medical bills. But he was sitting in that service and he felt the, the, the pushing of the Lord, the prompting of the Lord, give a $1,000 in this offering. And so he said when the ushers came around, he had written out the little envelope and he and he put it in the offering bucket. And he said, he turned to his wife and he said, that's for your healing. He said, that's for your healing. They go into 2007 and Sister Borders is going through these treatments. And I, I remember that period of time and we were praying for Sister Borders. And I remember all that was going on. And Brother Borders said sometime there in, the, in, in 2007 that he and Sister Borders, they went to a, a store, a, a clothing store. It's, at I, it's called NBC, a name brand clothing. It's at I-240 in Walker. And, I, and I'm familiar with the store, but they were in that it's kind of a discount clothing store. And, and Brother Borders said they were in that store. And um, he was kind of off in one area, and Sister Borders was looking at clothes, and he said there was a Hispanic man in that store. And he, he was looking at dresses, and he was kind of right there by Sister Borders, and he held up this dress, and he said... Uh, he, he was asking about it, buying a dress for his wife, and he said, you know, would, would, is this a nice dress? And he's talking to Sister Borders, and would this be a nice dress for my wife? And Sister Borders said, well, I really don't know your wife, but that's a nice dress. Yeah, that's a nice dress. And so Brother Borders came over, and they began to talk. Brother Borders and this Hispanic man began to talk, and come to find out he was a, a preacher who had come to Oklahoma to preach at a at a, a Spanish church there in the Oklahoma City church, or in the Oklahoma City area, he was there to preach. And, and so Brother Borders asked this man, he said, he said, "Do you believe in one God?" And this Hispanic man said, "Oh, well, yeah, just, there's just one God." And Brother Borders said, Do "You believe Acts 2:38?" And this Hispanic man said, "That's the only way to be saved." And, and this Hispanic man said, "Would you pray for me?" And right there in the middle of that store, this Hispanic man knelt down, and Brother Borders began to pray for this man in that, in that clothing store. And after a few moments, he got up, not knowing what was happening in the Sister Borders' life. He, he gets up from praying, and he looks at Sister Borders, and he said, Have you been sick? And she said, Yes, I had cancer and gone through the treatments. And he said, The Lord told me that it's gone. And Brother Borders said, He just waved his hand, and he said, It's gone. A short time after that, brother and sister Borders went to the doctor, and they're just, she's discussing with her oncologist the treatments. And she's, the oncologist is telling her, "You need to keep taking this. You need to take this pill, and you need." And they're going back and forth, and finally, Sister Borders said, "You know what? If the Lord has healed me, then I'm done. Then I'm done. I'm not going to do any more treatments. If the Lord has healed me, then I'm going to." And he, Brother Border said, she has never had any other sign of sickness since that point. That's been 14 years ago that God healed her. And you want to, and you want to, and there are people, they want to, you want to sit there and tell me that God doesn't do miracles. I'm telling you, God still does miracles. So here's my admin here's my, go fill the water pots. There's the making of a miracle. Whatever God is... To, I can't tell you every situation is going to turn out like brother and sister Borders in the middle of a, a clothing store that, that somebody's going to be healed and the Lord's going to speak to I don't know how it's all going to work out, but when the Lord begins to speak to you and He says, fill the water pots, you better do what He says. There's a miracle in the making, so do what He's telling you to do because God is still changing lives. God is still healing bodies. Praise the Lord. You say, well, I haven't seen it. It hasn't worked here. God is still doing miracles. Praise the Lord. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he said, when they filled those water pots and they began to draw out the water and they gave it to the governor of the feast, the ruler of the feast, it says there in that passage, verse number 8, he said unto them, draw now out, bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. They gave him something to drink you got to notice this. He said, when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, the governor or the ruler, he knew not whence it was. He was just there for the party. He was just there for the wedding. Oh, by the way, I hate to have to throw this in here, but for anybody that's doubting, this is not the wine you buy at Walmart. Okay? We don't drink alcoholic beverages. This is not the same thing. I just want to clear that up for you, Okay? Um, but when he turned that water into wine and they gave it to the governor of peace, he began to, wow, this, this, is, this, this tastes good. This is good. He did not know about the miracle. He just thought the bridegroom had saved the best till the last. He didn't know about the miracle, but notice what it says there in verse number 9. But the servants which drew the water, they knew they knew what was going on because they were involved in the miracle. Amen. Not everybody is going to be privy, and not everybody's going to recognize a miracle when it happens. In fact, there will be people out there when you begin to tell them about what God's done for you, they're just going to mark it off and they're going to rationalize it away. They're not going to believe that it was a miracle. But his servants know. I am a servant today, and I know. I know. I know the way maker. Praise the Lord. We know there are people here who have been delivered. There are people here who have been set free. There are people here who have been healed because we know. And then it says in verse number 11 that the beginning of miracles that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee manifested forth His glory. It was for His glory. It was for Him that He would get the glory. You know what, we get the... the, the benefits of being healed or we get the benefits of the miracles when God blesses us financially anybody here ever had a financial blessing in their life that you would raise your hand right now that you have been blessed financially when God gives us a a, a financial blessing like that we're we're the we get the benefits of that but when the Lord does that it's for his glory it's so you can tell people it's so you can praise him and say Lord thank you you are a miracle worker He's manifested it for His glory. When God heals your body, it's not for you, it's for His glory. When God delivers people from an addiction, it's for His glory. When He miraculously supplies your need, it is for your glory. So let me ask you today, have you given Him glory for the miracles He's done in your life? Have you lifted your hands? Have you shouted to Him? Have you praised Him for the miracles He's done in your life? (laughs) Have you given Him glory today? Have you given Him thanks? Because He's still doing miracles. He's still providing. He's still healing bodies. He is a miracle worker. Hallelujah, Lord. (laughs) We praise You, Lord. We praise You. We praise You, Lord. And I'm going to tell you here today, the greatest miracle, the greatest miracle that has ever happened involved water and wine. It involved water and wine because it involves baptism in water and the infilling of the new wine, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. When somebody is baptized in water and their sins are washed away, their sins are remitted, Amen. there is a cleansing of their past. And they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. They receive that new wine. The greatest of all miracles involve water and wine. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. You know what the Lord is doing? He's he's in the process right now. Of doing miracles in people's lives he's drawn up on the hearts of people people that may not even be here this morning but people that we know he is drawing up on their hearts because he's fixing to wash their sins away in the moment that they put their faith in him in the moment that they obey him he's gonna wash their sins away and he's gonna fill them with the Holy Ghost because God created the water and he created the grapes <laughs> he created the new wine God can wash away your sins he can fill you with the spirit praise the Lord there might be one miracle here that's fixing to happen. There might be ten miracles fixing to happen. But whatever the Holy Ghost has spoken to you into your spirit this morning, obey Him. Because these signs shall follow them that believe. If you're sitting there this morning full of doubt and skepticism, and you're doubting what God's telling you, and you're not going to believe it, you're not going to see the miracle come to fruition. But if you will listen to God, if you'll listen to His Word, and you'll reach out to Him in faith, a miracle will unfold. It may not be like you expect, it may not be like you intended, but a miracle can happen when people, when a church puts their faith in the Lord and they obey Him. Praise the Lord, when they listen to His voice, you can expect the miraculous. In fact, I will step out on a limb here today that miracles ought to be the norm, that miracles should not be a rarity but that they should happen because these signs shall follow them that believe. And so if the Lord has called you, if the Lord is speaking to you this morning, why don't you stand with me? But if the Lord is speaking to you this morning and He's telling you to pray, why don't you pray right now? If the Lord is telling you something specific, if the Lord is is dealing with you, if the Lord is telling you to pray for somebody, don't tune out right now. Because the Lord's doing great things, the Lord's fixing to do something great. But if the Lord's telling you to go pray for somebody, listen to the Lord. Don't listen to. It's not just me. But if the Lord is prompting your spirit. If God is telling you to lift your hands and to honor Him, to bestow honor upon the Lord, you need to listen to the Lord and you need to forget about everybody else and you just need to throw your hands in the air and begin to lift your voice to the Lord. If the Lord is telling you to cry out to Him, you need to cry out to the Lord. If the Lord's telling you to run, you need to run. Come on somebody, if the Lord's prompting your spirit to do something, if the Lord is telling you to lay prostrate on the floor, then lay prostrate on the floor. If the Lord is telling you to give, get your checkbook out or get your card out and you give. I'm not trying to manipulate anybody, I'm trying to get you to obey the voice of the Lord. If the Lord is telling you to go forgive somebody, call them up, text them, go visit them. Forgive them of of whatever they might have, however they might have harmed you. But if the Lord's simply telling you this morning to praise Him, then praise Him. By all means, praise Him. If you're standing here this morning and the Lord has not specifically given you instructions about what to do or what you're supposed to do this morning, would you mind just making your way around the front here with me and joining me around this altar? I feel like God wants to give somebody the gift of the Holy Ghost this morning. I feel like the Lord wants to do a miracle here this morning in your life or your family's life or somebody you know. Praise the Lord. I feel like the Lord wants to do something do something special in this sanctuary why don't you bring somebody with you why don't you bring your children to the altar this morning why don't you bring your family to the altar praise the lord children need to be around this altar this morning young people need to be around this altar young people can be praying together children can be praying together amen god wants to do the miraculous but we have to listen to his voice Come on, there's more that need to be coming. There's more that need to be obeying the voice of the Lord. There is a miracle in the making. And when we're done this morning, when we're finished praying, and when we get done here, we're going to give God glory, and we're going to give Him praise that's due unto His name. We're going to honor the Lord, and we're going to give Him the credit. Hallelujah. Come on, saints of God, we're worshiping. We're praising. We're honoring the Lord. We're being obedient to His voice. Whatever the Lord has spoken to us, whatever the Lord has told us right now, in Jesus' name, God, we give you glory. We give you praise. Hallelujah. There are miracles in this sanctuary. There are needs in your family. There are needs in your life. There are people that you know that have needs. You need to be praying for them right now. You need to be believing God. In the name of Jesus, reach over and pray for somebody right now. If there's somebody near you and it's appropriate, reach over and pray for somebody. Maybe the Lord's dealing with you about something. Maybe the Lord's prompting your spirit about somebody. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, miracles happen through obedience and faith in His Word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God wants to give us the Holy Ghost. God wants to pour out His Spirit in this sanctuary this morning in the name of the lord in the in the name of the lord believe god this morning you open believe god let god turn your situation let god begin to work in your heart and in your mind this morning like oh believe the lord believe
1: the lord trust him today well into the darkness you thank you jesus thank you jesus out of the ashes we rise there's no one None like you Well, our God is greater Our God is stronger God, you are higher than any other Our God is healer Awesome in power Our God, our God Well, water, you turn into wine open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. There's none like you. Well, into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one God is greater, our God is stronger, our God is higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God,
0: hallelujah, 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 praise God, praise God. I read some things this week, some statistics in it. There was a study that was done a few years ago. Psychologists said that 98 to 99% of our thoughts are habitual. In other words, we think the same thoughts as we did yesterday, as we did the day before. We're thinking basically the same thoughts, the same patterns. And that 80% of our thoughts are negative according to the Cleveland Clinic. 80% of our thoughts. Amen. I think sometimes we just need a renewed thinking. Change the way that we think about things. And and I've said it before, and I'll continue. If you want your life to change, change the way you think. Amen. Start thinking new things. Think great things. Think, Think the miraculous. Think the power of God and what God can do. Amen. God's doing great things miracle in the making. Lord, we worship you this morning. We are so grateful for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for the change that's been birthed, Lord, even in this service. The seeds, oh God, that have been planted in our minds and our hearts, God, to progress, and to help us to propel forward. I pray blessing, Lord, over every family, every home, God, that we would continue to follow your leading. Protect us, Lord, today. Watch over your people we ask in Jesus' name.